Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. There's a lot of information on our statements that I think a lot of people don't really know what the terms mean. Some of it's fine print, some of it's just kind of uh, mumbo jumbo financial buzzwords, and it's kind of hard to understand what all these moving parts are, but it's actually really important. And I know this is something that you believe in at Peterson Financial Group, Eric, is making sure that people understand their portfolio, understand their financial plan. And you guys make that part of your mission to inform people, educate them about what they're invested in, not just, hey, we're taking care of it for you. You don't have to worry about it. You want people to kind of be along for the ride, right? Well, absolutely, because you need to be able to, when something comes in the mail, you need to be able to decipher that. You want to have somebody that you trust. You just want a person that can handle it. And so when you develop a relationship with a financial person, what you're hoping is that they're doing what's in your best interest and that they're explaining enough to you so that you understand what you are what you see on your statement. It's kind of like telling them the time, but they don't want to know how the watch is being made. They don't know all the gears and stuff like that. So high-level educating them about, you know, hey, these are what these things are. But I see people are very, very confused when they come in, especially with the new 401k statements, and then they think they have a, a pension. They think they have some kind of guaranteed income because it's saying right there in their statement that, hey, this will generate this amount of income in retirement. And I'm like, no, that's not what you have. Because if you see that number, if you get a 401k statement that says, hey, you're going to generate this amount of income in retirement, look to the right or the left of that number. There's going to be some kind of a symbol. It's going to look like, you know, sometimes usually an asterisk, you know. Sometimes it's a, a two-headed cross, I call that, with, you know, Something that's uh, going to say, I know hey, what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's going to say, look somewhere else. And normally it's on the opposite page. Mm-hmm. So you turn that over, you go find that little symbol, and then you start to read how they derive at that number. And a lot of times what they're doing is they're assuming a Social Security amount based on the income because the 401k company knows kind of your financial profile at work. They know how much you're making, and they can, you know, very simply think, you know, do a projection of Social Security, kind of get in the ballpark. So they're assuming Social Security, and they're assuming some kind of interest or return on that money and to a certain age, like age 80 or 85, something like that. But people come in and say, hey, I got, I'm going to get this money for the rest of my life, and I always have to turn it over and then you know get out the magnifying glass, because a lot of it's in very, very small print, and say, no, read this. This is not guaranteed. What is its assumptions based on these parameters? So that's the very confusing thing. If you have a pension, only thing it's going to show you, it's going to show you the amount, but it's also going to say it's guaranteed. You know, we will pay this amount to you, this amount to your spouse for the rest of your life, or you can choose these different options with the year. So defined benefit pension plans are way different than 401ks. A defined benefit defines the benefit that you will get at retirement. A 401k is what's called a defined contribution plan. It only defines how much you can put into the account. Everything else is left up to, to chance. 
how much you're going to have, how much it'll earn, how much it may go up or may go down. All that's left to chance. It's nothing's guaranteed other than it's going to change. That's the only guarantee <laughs> that you have, right? Because you put the money in, theoretically, it could go to zero, although I don't think it ever would. But you only know how much you can put in, how much your employer can put in. There's no guarantees beyond that point. So just be very, very careful in looking at your statements that you think it's a guaranteed amount. So you've got all these different things that might get pointed out on your statements. Let's walk through some of the important ones that you might see. There's things like uh, income projection would be one thing somebody might see on their statement. And although it seems to have kind of a self-explanatory name, take us kind of into a, a little bit deeper understanding of what we would be looking at there on a portfolio or on a statement. Well, it's projecting what it may generate. It's also assuming, you know, your current rate that you're contributing and a current assumption of return. So, you know, someone 35 may get on the statement and say, hey, at retirement, this may generate $5,000 a month. They think, well, great. Well, you got to look at the fine print again. What's it assuming? Is it assuming that you're putting in, you know, 3% more every year because they assume you're getting raises and it's assuming some kind of average rate of return? Well, what if you're in accounts or the sub-account choices or mutual funds that you choose that are not going to get that rate of return? Well, if you're in something more conservative, well, if you're something way more aggressive and it has you know bad years along the way. So just look at that with a grain of salt. Make sure you understand the parameters of what that income projection is. Remember, on a 401k, it's not a guaranteed amount. It's an assumed amount. If it's a defined benefit plan, a pension, like if you work for the uh, state of Iowa, you have IPERS. If you work for the federal government, you have FERS. You know, you work for an employer, may have a defined benefit plan. That's an amount that is guaranteed. Again, based on their assumptions that, hey, you're going to make this wage and you're going to retire at this age. Those are stronger projections and guaranteed projections rather than on a 401k statement. It's just an assumed amount that may be generated based on their assumptions. Yeah, that's another great point, Eric. And so that's income projection. Then it gets a little bit more complicated from there. If you see asset allocation summary, this might come along with uh, some nice pictures, I guess. What is the asset allocation summary? We all like that, right? Well, yeah, and everyone loves it in color because I can look at the different colors and say, oh, I got some I got some blue, I got a little bit of yellow, a little bit of green. The colors, you know. Duke, the colors. Yeah. <laughs> the more colors, kind of like uh, dietitians try to eat you know, your plate. You want more colors on your plate, right? And it's just all beige or brown. And back in the day, I remember getting uh, statements that were black and white. So you had a section of the pie which was striped, a section that would have dots, a section that was uh, a little bit lighter gray than a darker gray. It's a little bit harder to differentiate. But all that's really to show you is the different asset classes that you may have money in. You might have money in, in stocks, and they can break it out as much as, you know, large cap or small cap or mid cap international stocks. And then you'll have some kind of fixed income or maybe some non non-traditional or different asset class like real estate something like that maybe a, a hard asset which is you know could be gold or something like that so that allocation is there's trying to explain to you hey you got these different asset classes which should perform differently so Walter an easy way to think about asset allocation is this way and I, I talk about this in my events is that let's say that you had a house and you had this big picture window it looked out and across the street you had a school and that school, you kind of faced the uh, baseball diamond, okay? And it was an elementary school. But every once in a while, there was a kid that came through school that, uh, you know, like when you watch the, the Little League World Series, there's a kid, they say he's 12 years old, but he looks like he's 18. Right, like the, uh, the, 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 man, the man on the field. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. They lost so, his birth certificate. They're not quite sure. They, yeah. <laughs> Kid's shaving at 12. So you get this big kid that comes and he's, he knocks it out of the park. Well, you're at, the ball comes and hits your window. Okay. You're that close to it. So you call up your, your guy, your window guy, and he comes out and he replaces the window. And you go on a few more years and then another big kid comes through and he hits one through your, through your window again. And then when that guy comes out, he says, hey, look. You know, instead of me replacing this whole window, what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace this. And I'm going to put six smaller windows. So I'm going to put them, some crossbars in there. So it still is pretty. You can still see out. But you're going to have a smaller window break next time the kid hits the ball. You get the picture? So instead of replacing a big thing of glass, mm-hmm. you're replacing a small piece Couple of glass. A couple little ones, yeah. That's what asset allocation is, okay? So instead of having everything in one asset class, such as stocks, you have things in different asset classes, and those will perform differently in different markets. So right now, stocks are down. Bonds are actually holding their own. Real estate's affected differently. So that's why you have an asset allocation mix, that you have different assets that are performing differently in different markets. People don't realize if the market's down, that's a good opportunity to buy in because you're buying it on sale. So that's some things that people should look at as maybe rebalancing in months where there's a lot of volatility. Also, when there's big run-ups, too, you want to rebalance, too, maybe sell some of your winners as well. So that's what asset allocation is. A lot of times it can be done automatically in your 401ks, but a lot of times you have to choose that. Very simple, a couple mouse clicks, and you're there. So just uh, be active in your 401ks and get the proper mix. And a lot of times you can do that with a target date fund that just chooses the year that you're going to retire, and it's set on kind of an autopilot. This one isn't a big buzzword, Eric. This one's easy to understand. Fees. Why is looking out for fees so important when it comes to your statements? Well, because if you're paying fees, and that's less money that that you get, right? And so all things being equal, if you can take reduce your fees, then you're going to have a better return. And a lot of fees inside of 401ks are not disclosed. There was a big movement uh, a few years ago, and so some of the 401k companies started listing out fees that were included in your plan. There was a line item for it. And the fiduciary ruling was supposed to do that as well. And that's been put on the back burner. So a lot of people are not, they don't understand what their fees are. The other item in the 401k is the vast majority of the offerings are going to be what are called pooled investments, separate accounts, also known as mutual funds. And so mutual funds have fees in them, which are hidden and they're shaving off every day. So if you think about a mutual fund, it's going to price its shares each day based on the value of the assets that it holds and divide that by the number of shareholders and that comes out the price. Well, before they do that, they shave off the management fee. Also inside a fund, there's there's trading cost. When they buy or sell different securities, they pay commissions. There's bid-ask spread, there's tax consequences. So we have a, an article that we send out from the Wall Street Journal that talks about the hidden cost of mutual funds. They actually state that it could add an additional 1% to 2% above the fees that are stated in the prospectus. And the prospectus fees are only about 1.34 as the average mutual fund. So if you think of it, it's on the high side, let's say it's 2 plus your 1.34, you're paying close to 3 and you never see it. It's not something that you can actually account for. It's just in there. And so what the mutual fund industry plays by or follows is that the ignorance is bliss. If you don't know it, then you're not going to complain about it. When you work with a fiduciary such as ourselves, we have to disclose all of our fees to you. You will see them on your statement, which takes some getting used to for people when they come on board because they've never seen their fees before. Now they are seeing them. The thing about fees, though, is they're not necessarily bad if you're getting value for fees that you're paying. 
So in your 401k plan, the only thing you're paying for is just the plan, right? Just the investments. The fees that we charge, which are usually less than what you're normally paying, also come with our advice. And we are a retainer at that point for our clients. They have questions, they give us a call. We don't charge by the hour, we don't charge by the plan. The fees that we charge for managing assets also include all of the value that we bring, distribution planning, tax planning, all of the reviews, all of the the items of value that we send throughout the year, all that's included in that fee. So a lot of times when you work with a fiduciary, at least with our firm, I know you pay less in fees than you do if you're doing it even on your own. So you want to be cognizant of your fees and make sure you're getting value for any fees that you are paying. Great points, I think, Eric. And uh, one final thing to be on the lookout for on your statements, and this is just maybe scratching the surface of being educated about these kinds of things, but it does pay to be aware of some of the fine print elements, the disclosures and the fine print. That can be overwhelming for a lot of folks, Eric, but what's important to know there? It's just what assumptions they are making. So anything that they that they're projecting on the front, any income projections or the count values, anything like that, just make sure if you see those little symbols, go and look and see what they actually state. Also, you want to know some of the fine print of your plan. We can either call and talk to the plan administrator and find out. You know, sometimes they allow for withdrawals at a certain age. Sometimes they do not. Just understand how your plan works. One of the things that we do when people come in and meet with us is we call the company and we'll call and find out, hey, what are the parameters of this plan? What are some of the things that they can do? What are things that they can't do? So sometimes trading, you're not allowed to trade a lot in your plans. 401ks don't like it when you trade a lot because it's expensive to trade. And so they limit sometimes, you know. And there's also accounts that you go into, which once you go in, you're kind of time locked that you can't jump back out. A lot of the fixed income uh, sub accounts work that way, kind of like a CD. When you go into it, you got to stay in for, you know, maybe six months or a year. And some of the funds, if you get out of it, they won't let you back in for 30 days. So just make sure you're really aware of any of the things that you have. A lot of them are disclosed on the website, but a lot of times you got to call and talk to somebody, and they'll tell you everything about the plan. So uh, just make sure you understand what it can do and what it can't do and understand any assumptions that they're making based on, again, those little asterisks or little, those little dots or things that uh, direct you to go look somewhere else. Make sure you understand that. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal 
principle. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.